Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call or an email, and it sounds like this. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening coming up in about 12 minutes from now. It is the second Tuesday of a month as we are closing out Q1 of 2021. And that means it brings a visit from the person that has created the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the planet, Meathead from Amazing Ribs. Dot com joins me, and we're going to be talking about a couple things that just bubbled up here over the last handful of minutes, so hopefully Meathead can go extemporaneous off the top of his head to be redundant, and then we will get into some more outlined topics, not the least of which will be corned beef and pastrami as we cover each and every year, specific to me because this is actually the year that I will be trying that as close to cat's pastrami pastrami that I've I've never tried it before always heard rave reviews about it I've had cat's pastrami at cat's in New York City with the likes of John Marcus and company and I said this is the year that we're going to be doing as close to cat's as we can possibly get I've bought all of the spices from Penzi's for the rub I have the corned beef and that cryovac case that I will desalinate. I'm not going to give it all away here. I'll let Meathead lead us through the Primrose path, but I'm ready to rock and roll. I've allotted a number of days to get all this going, so we'll be talking to Meathead about that, uh, corned beef, some business of barbecue. If you don't follow me on social media, then you might have missed the release that B&B Charcoal has sold to Duraflame, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, we will get the monthly update on Meathead's sauce and rub business and where that currently sits right now as they are getting ready to take hold of those first round of orders and then disseminate through to the masses. So we'll see how that goes. That's the first hour with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, and then we'll move to the second hour where we will find the new quarterly guest, Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly. He is the first full-time barbecue editor anywhere in the country, and he writes for Texas Monthly. He is a Buckeye, 
former Buckeye, lived down about an hour south of me towards the Worcester area, which is also the home of Certified Angus Beef. So we'll catch up with Daniel. Plenty to talk about tomorrow. Texas is throwing away all Max. They're going wild down there, and they're just going to flip the switch and go right back to how it was uh, last February, and we'll see where it goes. So we'll get a little bit advanced idea of how that might work. A lot of places across the country are talking about resuming some type of normalcy as there are a number of ramp-ups in the vaccination process in Ohio. It's now 50 and over, so ever so closely inching to my age in mid-40s, so we'll see when that actually happens. You know, getting the vaccine and then actually putting them in arms seems to be a, a hurdle a lot of people are contending with, but once they get ironed out, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping, you know, end of summer, we can get way more normal than we've seen in well over a year, and that might be a little bit optimistic on my part, but I'm willing to take the risk of precaution as well. Considering the amount of time we have invested, why not take a little bit more precaution just to be safe so we can get back to this normal thing? A lot of you are asking about YouTube streams. I did everything the same way I do it every single week, and for some reason, it didn't fire up. (laughs) Good news is you can go over to the Facebook page or the Twitch page. In fact, let me give you that contact information if you're not following me socially. At BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the Snaps. Slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for live video feeds. Now, this is my mix-up. If you're trying to get the audio-only feed, I did screw that up. I'll get I'll get that in the break. I'll, I'll get that figured out. I, I, I don't even need to figure it out. I know exactly what I didn't do. That's a real easy fix for me. So if you're looking to go more old-fashioned radio style, just stay tuned until we get to the first break. Before we get in with Meathead, and I will fire that stream up, and away we go. YouTube is down for whatever reason. I don't know what to tell you. So plenty of other ways to get at me, watch the show, listen to the show. A lot of you are going to just get it on podcast anyway, so make sure you're subscribed to the feed and all the different platforms, or you can just do it through emails I had mentioned a couple weeks ago. Some listener feedback from the past shows. Tim in Omaha writes in, Greg, having that Q&A with Malcolm last Tuesday was great. I was loving getting advice and insight from the top people and the industry, and I love everything that Malcolm does. Maybe each segment with him going forward could have some Q&A. Well, Tim, maybe Malcolm and I talked about that following the show as we were busting out a little recap on what works and what doesn't work and all that other stuff. So we might have some ongoing Q&A with Malcolm Reed, one of the most popular live fire stars out there today. Thanks for writing in, Tim. John in North Dakota. Greg, I love the show, but oh, now wait a second. What What's the standing rule on the show if you're going to write in? And you're going to start something and then stick a butt in there. Leave everything out before the butt. Let's just start right where it counts. But I will read it. Greg, I love the show. But I was listening to the second hour this past Saturday. And I think I figured out the problem as it relates to Kent Rollins. You are a jealous bitch. Maybe instead of tearing Kent down, you could work a little harder on your skill set. You don't get one and a half million YouTube subscribers by accident. You have to be doing something right. Look in the mirror, John. Strong take. Good for you, John. Way to let me have it. 
Mike in Florida writes, Greg, your Kent Rollins diatribe was great. I guess it was a bit more focused on that cat named Skeeter. Having Sam the Cooking Guy at his two cents was especially enjoyable. Keep up the good work. Longtime fan. I remember Dan from Wachula. <laughs> Mike in Florida. What a great pull. Dan from Wachula was a semi-regular caller from Wachula, Florida, which is a real place. Not to be confused with hot Wachulas that Matt Barber runs down in Wachula, Florida. He's got a sauce and rub making company. Maybe it's just sauce. John, in North Dakota, as Mike kind of covered me in his email, I didn't have a problem with Kent Rollins. I had an issue with Skeeter being the gatekeeper of email and deciding to throw his weight around. That was my biggest issue. I need to have Kent Rollins on here like I need to have a hole in the head. I don't. He will neither make or break the show. He has never actually made the show ever. I didn't know anything about him until my jeweler was talking about him. So I have no issue with Kent Rollins whatsoever. Dave in Seattle, Washington. Greg, I really enjoyed Max Good on the show this past Tuesday, hearing him throw dirt on the Spark Grill after he was done putting it in its grave was great to hear. I wonder if they have ever had, I wondered if they had every, oh my God. I wondered if they ever have anything bad to say about a grill or pit they review. I had my eye on that cooker, but now I'm standing idle on purchasing it. Glad I got the full, straight, honest review from Max. Thank you for a great show. Thank you, Dave. And lastly, Jeff from Grandpa's Pride Barbecue. Hey, Greg, two things. McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich sucks. All right. Number two, as for Wi-Fi controlled grills, I don't do long enough cooks on gas grills to need a Wi-Fi controller. I do believe they're getting into Wi-Fi marketing in an effort to keep up with the Joneses. Many see Wi-Fi control and get excited because they can have the ability to keep Wi-Fi control on their gas grill. Many other lines have Wi-Fi, so I see Weber doing it to keep up with them. Yes, you can do it, but does it really serve much purpose? Since I don't have a dog in the fight, I can't cast aspersions on Weber or anyone else who is trying it and using it. More power to them and anyone who wants to use it. Keep on doing what you do. Love the show. Thank you, Jeffrey, for writing it. By the way, I did have a story on the chicken sandwich wars from McDonald's, but I am unable to get to that. No surprise. Before we get to Meathead, who is standing at the ready, I will talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. They have the rubs and the seasonings, and you know that sweet money, cattle prod, cash cow. The newest favorite in the house, a sleeper that has become a giant, is the Desert Gold. We're using it on everything from proteins to vegetables. You'll love it, too. Now, aside from the rubs and the seasonings, they also have that Granny's barbecue sauce that they own. So if you're tired of the stuff that's currently out there on the market or you want to try something new, go ahead and give Granny's barbecue sauce a try. It's powerful flavors. 
just might remind you of why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place. And aside from the rubs and sauces, they're selling cookers, and you'd know this. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. And we all know one thing about Mac, you don't need to cover them, right, Meathead? That's right. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Fine. Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what grill you need, you really can't go wrong with anything they're offering on the website. If you have questions, give them a call at 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. The portion of this show is now sponsored by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control devices, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or call them with questions at 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. It is the second Tuesday of the month, and without any further ado, we will race to the hotline and welcome in our pal Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this guy. He is right. He is smart as a whip. Meathead, get out of that book. We're on. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just really enjoying this wonderful book on cooking like a cowboy. This Kent Rollins guy, he's really got it together. I'm telling you, you know, if you have never watched his videos, you have missed a style of cooking that is unique, is special, and disappearing in America. Um, I think that Myron Mixon, when he cooks on his um, pits, the uh, the hand-built cinder block pits, he is preserving an old methodology that is uh, a part of American culture. And this man, Kent Rollins, is right in that same league. Um, he is, and his cookbook is delightful. Um, and he is just a, a fun guy. I really had a chance to talk to him several times. He really knows how to cook. He is really a specialist in um, cast iron. And you need to watch a few of his videos. I've seen videos. I've seen videos. I have no bug up my butt. Have you met Skeeter, Meathead? Have you met Skeeter? No. Do you know who Skeeter is? Uh, No. All right. Well, Skeeter evidently is the gatekeeper Mm -hmm. to Kent Rollins. Oh, he's got a gatekeeper. Uh, I guess. I don't have any problem with Kent. I don't even know Kent. I didn't know anything about Kent. You know what? 
I did it, I did all this last week. I I I reserve judgment. If you're saying he's that. a dandy, then fine by me. I will take your uh, I will take he's your review. But fine, good good for him. I would love to have he is him the on. The real deal. I would and, love to have him on. I mean, I can't this, wait. this guy actually loads up a chuck wagon and follows the cowboys on a herd uh, it's you know i mean that's how we got started follows the cowboys um, and you ought to see him cook a brisket in a cast iron dutch oven hmm. it's amazing i would love Not to see I'm it ready to do that but i'm ready to um, have him on i'm ready to have him on whenever he wants well, to come I, on I please please let it I be known you. that the invitation is out Stephen DeFranco, barbecue jeweler to the stars, is one of his biggest fans. He was all over me go. trying to get him on the show. So I'm I'm ready there to happen. I'll introduce you. Meathead, make it happen. Leave Skeeter out of it. I don't know who Skeeter is. Well, I'll tell you. Um, we'll, and I got while we're at it, um, his um, young and beautiful wife um, who? is an Skeeter? amateur photographer. No, Kent. Young and, and beautiful uh, she's wife? A, she's an amateur photographer. And she did the photography for his book and really sold it, really did a great job. I was very impressed for a rookie. Um, I oh, really liked her work. Rookie. Oh, and I do know a little bit about photography. Yes, um, don't you? So, um, a couple the, of things I wanted to touch on. I, 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 I want to touch on something real quick, too. Uh, get the microphone closer to you. Come on. Don't get off that microphone. It's about an inch from me. How dare you question me? I can turn me. it up. No, don't touch it. Just get it closer to you. I know what I'm talking about. This, look at this. This is this is about an inch. I, then you're not on the sweet spot. Far you're not on the sweet spot. Up. Then there's a sweet oh, spot on that microphone, Meathead. You All know right, that. Let me turn it. Okay, Jesus. now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yes, huh? there we go. Don't question me on these things. How dare you? All right, all right. I'm. I would never question Spinalis Dorsey or regular Dorsey or anything <laughs> like that. Never. So uh, this is this is my lone minuscule area of expertise please give me my moment now no uh, you're the one that told me to buy this mic yes, that's right now uh what were you talking about things in the open that i was mentioning a couple of things you touched on yes um somebody who wrote in said that he didn't know if max gives negative reviews trust me he does he talked about one on your show but there are many others well um, i think he was just uh, saying that he's probably read a, a bunch that seemed to all be glowing and would just wondered if he well, would ever dig a ditch. And he certainly did last week. Yeah. In general, grills are pretty well made nowadays. Yeah. So there's not normally a lot to kick sand on, but, um, um, you know, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's critical. Um, and, uh, um, this business about Wi-Fi, count me out. Um, wait, now I you're, now you're out of it. I have I have a, a Mac two star with Wi-Fi and I just don't need it. But gas grills just, are you know, really hard to operate, Meathead. A very oh smart God, guy yeah. told me all about it last month. And you know I have to set it up at one two twenty five, and then after three hours it's got to go up to two twenty six, and then after three more hours it's got to go up to two thirty. Then it's got to drop down to two twenty, and I got to do all this from while I'm watching the game in my living room and I'm crying out loud. I mean, the beauty of pellet smokers is set it, forget it. Um, and I want to look under the hood. I know that I don't have to, if I have the app, but I like to walk out on the deck, lift the hood and just see, has everybody, 
you know, is everybody still there? Are the ants crawling on my meat? <laughs> right. I just have not got on the Wi-Fi bandwagon. I know a bunch of the pellet smoker guys have gone deep into it, Traeger and Weber in particular. And maybe uh, a lot of people find it useful. I've just not found it useful. Have you ever heard the term lock seer? Lock seer? Lock seer. Is this what the people talk about when they say that searing locks in the juices? I don't know. I, it was the, I heard it for the very first time today. Uh, uh, rule number one of the show, no names, please. <laughs> this person said Loxier, and I was like, what the hell is this person talking about? I mean, there, there are an awful lot of people who still cling to the belief that searing locks in the juices, and we know that's not true. It's provable, um, and um, but, you know, they still believe it. Uh, and I would do want to say that there was no mention about any of that, but I, it was just a, a term that it seemed to be even more than searing. It was a lock sear. I don't know if it had something no to do with spectacular heat or anything like that. Uh, I mean, I know you deal with spectacular heat when you're doing your uh, your rocket sear on top of the uh, the, the chimney starter. Uh, the chimney starter. Chimney, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. I got one more thing I just want to uh, do with. I mentioned yeah. that I have a Mac 2 star as my pellet smoke, my prime pellet smoker. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, I was whining that they weren't responding to my emails and I thought they were acting badly because I I spoke negatively about their Wi-Fi system. There are it's it's not the most modern and the best and and I just thought maybe they were PO'd at me or something and acting child. Turns out they have an email problem and if you include too many links in an email, yes, it doesn't get through. And <laughs> I've I've sent them maybe ten emails saying Please look at my review, check it for ac accuracy, um, and I wasn't getting any response. It wasn't um, standoffishness. It wasn't bad behavior. It was bad email, so I apologize. All right. Now we have all of that good stuff out of the way. Let's get off topic right off the let's get <laughs> Let's get further off topic, why don't we? Okay. Your opinion only, which I know you love to give. If you survey <laughs> 10 barbecue lovers... Right now, we're walking down the mean streets of the windy city of Chicago. Greg and Meathead once again teamed up, taking on the streets. And we stopped 10 barbecue lovers. And we gave them mm -hmm. the choice between going on a Texas barbecue tour or going on a Kansas City barbecue tour. How many people out of 10 are picking Kansas City? Wow, that's a really interesting question. That's right. Um... I think the majority are picking Texas. Would you say eight out of ten? Seven out of ten? Seven out of ten? Seven out of ten. Do you have data? Did have you done this survey? No, but I have happened upon a little dust up that I am going to be talking about with Daniel Vaughn next hour, who was yes. on the Dan Patrick show a couple weeks ago after some uh -huh. sports guy took up yes. for Kansas City barbecue and then said that Texas barbecue was, and I quote, fraudulent, not only fraudulent to barbecue, but fraudulent to food in general. And that uh, then led to the dust up that oh I goodness. mentioned just a few moments ago. Can you believe it? You know, it's funny. You mentioned the Dan Patrick show. He's a sportscaster, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Of course. Um, the last person I heard talk about 
searing, sealing in the juices was on ESPN radio. Um, and uh, I tried to reach out to him and explain, and uh, he wouldn't hear any of it. Um, you know, talk sports talk shows, uh, they're into popular culture. They want to talk about movies. They want to talk about babes. They want to talk about all kinds of stuff that they know nothing about. I mean, I, I, I put Kansas City and, and Texas on equal footing. Both of them, great spaces for barbecue. Yes. A great number of great. Now, and Kansas City is a confined area, and, they, and Texas, the barbecue is spread out all over, oh, yeah. and there's some regional styles. But my goodness. Uh, you wouldn't say that Texas barbecue basis? was fraudulent against food. I mean, one could make the exact opposite argument that typically they use only wood and salt and pepper. I mean, you're talking about purists. Um, you know, in Kansas City, um, there's, um, you know, a lot of charcoal burning and there's a lot of sauce and there's a lot of fancy rubs and there's all kinds of creativity going on down there. So I, you know, I think I'm, I, I keep thinking of Cooper's and Yano. Um, I mean, it just doesn't get any purer than that. All right. So let's go ahead and get back on to some kind of topic here. We're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, by the way. So the sale. Hey, ask of, me what I'm drinking. What are you drinking tonight, Meathead? <laughs> what do you got? Funny you should ask. This is my homemade glug. Um, we made. Glug. Uh, about three gallons of it this year. What is that? This is the 2018. Um, the recipe's on the website. Glug is a spiced wine, and um, it's marvelous warm, especially on a cold day. And since today was as cold as 70, uh, <laughs> it's perfectly perfect. Yeah. yeah, it really warmed up here today. But it's wonderful stuff, and uh, I, the recipe's on AmazingRibs.com. If you, if you like spiced wines, mold wines, warm wines, you got to go try that recipe. All right, now okay. let's let's re-diverge off of that. What is mold? Like every once in a while, I'll see mold spiced wine and, on a yeah. menu. It it means just sort of like simmered. It's it's cooked. Mulling is is it regular stewing. wine though? Otherwise, yeah. Oh yeah, actually, this is it's it it it's um, equal parts red wine and port, um, half as much brandy, a bunch of sugar. Um, there's um, almonds, um, uh, allspice, um, cardamom is the secret ingredient. Mm -hmm. right. um, so there's a whole and, recipe to uh, You're not just pouring a bottle peels. of Cabernet into a pot and bringing it up to heat. You know, I use Yellowtail, cheap um, Australian cheap. jug wine and, uh, and Gallo port, huh. um, inexpensive base wines. Um, but they're really good fresh, but it's much better after a year of age. All right. Well, uh, and the the recipe is on AmazingRibs.com. Glug? You betcha. G-L-O-G-G. G-L-O-G-G. So if you're into that or you want to get into it, you got a recipe. Just, as Delicious. Uh, delicious. Just uh, delicious. The sale of B&B I mean, charcoal goes to Duraflame. It happened a week ago. Yeah. We both have our same source. By the way, I was told that also rule number one applies here as well. So no names, please. Was oh. it? Was it? What is it? <laughs> Tough time talking tonight, Nathan. Was it a surprise to you, number one? And then perhaps even a 
more broad question for you to pontificate on. It, in this weird time that we're in in this industry, you know, the past 12 months have shown us plenty of businesses in the live fire industry that had tremendously good years, record breaking years last year. Values yeah. are way up. Perhaps some companies even overvalued. I heard Traeger was valuing at $3 billion at some point last week as they are on the look wow. for a buy as well. Um, wow. do, do you think that companies looking to expand in this or get into this business will be paying through the nose in order to get in on this action at this point? Smart business or bad business? Well, you know, this is a better question for your correspondent, Doug Scheiding, who is a business broker. Um, but um, my instincts are, is that um, everybody whom I know that makes grills and smokers is selling out as fast as they can build them, uh, at least the good quality producers. Um, and then I think that's a reflection of the fact that people are stuck at home and they're cooking at home. Now, will that continue? We're up to 10% have had both vaccines. I get my second shot on Monday. All right. Um, and you heard the latest ruling from CDC. Once you've had both vaccines, you can go out with others without a mask uh, who've had vaccines. You can go to restaurants. I mean, my wife and I have joked. She's had both of her shots. We've joked, you know, when, as soon as I get both of mine, you're supposed to wait two weeks. We're going to go out and hit a different restaurant every night for a month. I am. <laughs> I, I miss dining out so badly. But um, what that's going to do to the barbecue world, I don't know. I do know that I think a lot of people who love to eat have learned to cook this year um, or at least learned to cook better. Yep. And that's going to impact what they order in restaurants. Um, I think there are more and more people now who know what good barbecue tastes like because they've made it at home. And, you know, if you know how to make ribs at home, you're often making it better than most restaurants. You know, a lot of restaurants, they get in at 8 o'clock in the morning, throw the ribs on, and they're ready at noon, and then they hold them until somebody buys them. Um, if you throw ribs on at, uh, you know, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning and then eat them at noon, you're getting really nice, fresh, warm, juicy ribs. You're getting better than you can get at most restaurants. So I think we're going to find a more educated consumer out there this year. How that's going to affect uh, barbecue companies and their valuations, I don't know. B&B is an interesting case because among people who, like who, who are interested in charcoal, B&B um, has um, a cachet. Um, uh, they, they make barbecue uh, charcoal um, uh, well um, with a minimum of additives in their briquettes. They make both briquettes and lump. Um, and they also have a extruded log they make from the uh, the dust, um, and uh, they have a good reputation. Uh, so it makes sense. Duraflame, uh, you know, I always associate them with those artificial logs you throw in the fireplace. Right. Um, also, cowboy but, lump. You know, it, they own cowboy lump or cowboy oh, charcoal. Okay, I they, guess, yeah. okay, okay. I didn't know that. Um, so you know, B and B is you know an upgrade for them. I think. It makes some sense. Um, I think, you know, if you're a big corporation, you're always looking to make strategic acquisitions. Uh, you know, when you look in the tech world, Google, Apple, they're always buying companies out. So, yeah, why not? 
Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining us here on the show. All right, Meathead, so I'm not going to have enough time to get the rub update here. So let me jump over to my break quickly, and then we will get the rub update, and then we will talk about corned beef and pastrami because I'm going to be doing pastrami here over the next couple of days. So stand by. We're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. I will talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. That's right. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. You have a couple different lines to choose from, a Prime line and a Choice line, actually a Prime Plus line as well. And I will tell you about them here while we get going. Choice line. So if you don't want any of the tech, Meathead and I were talking about tech and Wi-Fi and all this other stuff. If you're not into that, you don't want an internal meat probes, maybe you already have a thermopan or you have a fireboard or something along these lines. You just want the cooking space and a pellet cooker to allow you the ease of use. And the choice line is the one for you. Most economical, easiest point of entry. You have a Jim Bowie size, which is their large. You have a Daniel Boone size, which is their midsize. All will fit on your deck or patio nicely. Both will accommodate the pizza oven insert if you want to use that as well, which I highly recommend. Now, if you're somebody that has a taste for tech, Prime Line is something you want to use. Now, aside from two internal meat probes and the Wi-Fi technology, the ability to hook up to your local area network and use app control capabilities. You also get a more robust build on the chassis. You get some peeking windows on the main cooking chamber and on the pellet hopper. And if you want to go one up to the Prime Plus, you'll also get some lights in the cooking chamber. So if you're uh, cooking in the dark or overnight or whatever it is that you're doing and you need to see inside that cooking chamber and you don't have a light of some sort, you can just turn on the headlamps there in the cooking chamber, and away you go. It's only sold through dealers, right? So you go to GreenMountainGrills.com, you find a dealer nearest you, and then you visit that store, you talk to the dealer, and they will educate you on everything you need to know about those cookers and the different lines. Then you make up your decision on which one is right for you. You take it home, and you're ready to rock and roll because you have all of the info at your disposal. You know everything about the cooker when you get it home, so you can have success right off the bat. You can also go to GreenMountainGrills.com and check out all the accessories. They're selling pellets and rubs and sauces and all the other stuff. To complete the Green Mountain Grill cooking experience, GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And we are back with more Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And since we were just talking about pellet cookers, that being Green Mountain Grills, the best way to fire any pellet cooker, no matter which one you have, the Max, the Traegers, the Green Mountain Grills, the list goes on, cookingpellets.com, your number one source. For quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers, visit cookinpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N. Cookinpellets.com to purchase. You can also check out all their accessories that they have as well. Here's Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Hey, hey, you know that sound drop that you intro with, the Mount Rushmore? Yes. You're going to have to take Dan Patrick off of there. Why? Well, I mean, isn't he the one that just said texas is fraudulent no dan patrick did not say that he had on the dan patrick show this guy named nick wright who's a sports show host of his own uh uh, now you know dan patrick is i believe unaffiliated he's his own brand his own network his own okay uh 
syndication house, all that stuff. You know, I remember back when he was one of the ESPN yeah, news it was anchors. It was entertaining. Yeah, very good. Um, but has since branched off into his own thing separated from ESPN. But whoever this okay. guy was, Nick Wright is the one that made the claim that Texas barbecue was fraudulent against food in general. What the hell? Here. You know, I have I, I, I have the to- I have the sound drop right here. This is what he said. Come, come to Kansas City for the barbecue, JJ. Stay for the championships. That would be my recommendation. Well, you have lived in Houston, so you you are. Yeah, I lived there for four years and ate what they listen. Houston folks, I understand it's been tough times. I empathize with you immensely, but Texas barbecue is fraudulent and not. It's not like bad compared to its reputation. It's bad compared to food. It's just not good. It's bad compared to food. It's just not good. That's what he said. Oh, dear. Well, <laughs> and the man the man has no taste buds, um, and he doesn't understand food. I hear this a lot. I, you know, I listen to sports radio a lot in the daytime. Um, there are just an awful lot of um, people who know nothing about food. I mean, um, uh, you know, another topic, which I don't think we have time for tonight, but we need to do this one night, is to talk about high fructose corn syrup. And all the silliness that goes on around that. Yes. And then corn syrup, which has no fructose in it whatsoever. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and people just, I'll tell you folks out there, worrying about your food will kill you faster than anything that's in it. Do you know what I've started to use around the house? I haven't told a single soul. Don't tell any of the girls no. in my house, wife or daughter. No. Do you know what I've been using regularly, like daily? For sweetener? No. MSG. Yes. Accent. Oh, yeah. Accent. Oh, yeah. I'm dusting it all over everything. Oh, like yeah. it's going I, out of I've style. I've got it too. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, here's what I get. I don't get, wow, this is great. I get, oh, did you do something different? I'm like, nope. They're like, oh, tastes good. Just a yeah. little yeah. little pop, a little excitement yeah. to those taste buds, which I guess yeah. is what MSG's job one. is to do, right? That's another one. If, if if MSG was poisonous, everybody in China would be dead. Oh, no doubt. It would be really bad. All right, so quick update on the sauce and rub project with Old World Spices. By the ah. way, as we were talking about companies ripe for the taking, selling, buying, and or otherwise, Old World did its own little partnership slash recapitalization towards the end of 2020 with Shore Capital out of your hometown in Chicago. I didn't know that. What are you talking about? You didn't know that. That's your I business. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got to come to you for news. You are on Thanks. top on the news. I just do business with them. It's my finger on the pulse. <laughs> You're on the pulse. Finger on the pulse. Uh, he's got his finger on the pulse. Right. There you go. Um, I, we're working with Old World Spices, um, and uh, um, we have got it, it's it's just a fascinating process. Um, we send them a recipe. They send us uh, a product. We taste it. Now. I think, you know, a lot of companies, it's just one person, but I, I've got David Joachim, our editor, who has been involved in many food ventures. Uh, Clint Cantwell, whom uh, many of your listeners know um, from his website, Grillocracy. He's uh, uh, my right-hand man and a uh, great recipe developer. Max, Max Good, whom you have on the show occasionally, and a couple of other guys on the team. And we all taste them. We cook with them. And we go back and forth. We argue. We arm wrestle. And then we send back revisions. 
and then they'd send us the, the next iteration. And then we send back. So we went through three iterations. We have a poultry rub, we have a pork rub, and we have a red meat rub. And I, I got to say, of course, you wouldn't expect me to say otherwise, but I just think they're awesome. Um, they're really tasty. Um, and they're going to they're going to market at about the same price as the other rubs that they produce. Uh, we haven't been given their exact pricing yet. One of the fun things is we've smoked most of the ingredients. Uh, they just smell wonderful. And I did uh, a steak two nights ago, uh, a 10 ounce USDA prime steak from Allen Brothers um, uh, reverse sear with um, some dried up old basil twigs on the fire. You know, they went up in flames in 30 seconds, but it gave it just a really quick puff of smoke. And it was some, and I've always been just a salt and pepper guy. I've been a class snob about steak, just salt and pepper. Thank you very much, ma'am. This rub just took me, took my knees out from under me. So it's, it's been fun. Now we're having a real problem with the sauce. They just, we send them the recipe, it comes back, it doesn't taste anything like what the what we thought it was supposed to taste like. So I don't know where we're going with that. I don't know if we're going to be able to launch with a sauce. So what's the but, uh, hurdle? Like, if, if, you, if you're sending them, I'm assuming you're sending them your recipe, how can it come back so different? Ingredients. The quality of ingredients. The source of the ingredients. Um... Um, there is, there is a sort of a secret ingredient in my, um, uh, Kansas city style sauce and, uh, Liquid they're smoke. Having trouble. <laughs> oh, they, you know, um, you, you have to have liquid smoke in a barbecue sauce. No, uh, you don't. The, 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 the standard out there now is, um, uh, sweet baby Ray. And it is just, it's, it's gotta be 50% liquid smoke. No, not that much, but it's just loaded with liquid smoke. And that's what people expect. They don't know it's liquid smoke, but it's the flavor that they like. We will have liquid smoke in the uh, sauce. Not a lot. Will you call it natural um, flavoring? <laughs> I don't know what we, we, I don't think we've settled on the labeling. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's just called liquid smoke. I'm not out to fool anybody. Sure. Um, but, um, uh, you know, it, it's just, I, I've just enjoyed the process. And I think when it comes out, hopefully in April, people will try it and they'll agree that they're pretty good. So we'll, it's going to be rubs first. And then at some point the sauce will follow. And that's what it looks time. like. Unless they get the, unless they get the sauce together fast. <laughs> right. By the way, this is what we the label looks like too. Yeah, there it is. All right. We wanted two sauces. We wanted a, um, a Kansas City style red sauce and a mustard sauce, but they were the, the blend for the mustard sauce was just a million miles off. Oh. So we just said forget it for now. All right. Well, sauce is a problem, but the rubs are uh, ready to come here. So yeah, we'll, the rubs are the rubs are locked down and they're good. Down. All right. So we'll get the uh, update again in April. We'll see what's happening then. So uh, for the balance of the time here, Mita, let's talk about. Corn beef and pastrami. We have St. Patrick's yeah. Day coming up quickly, of course. And as I had mentioned in the open, this is the first time that I'm actually going to be trying the as close to cat's pastrami as you can get yeah. before, uh, unless you're going to be in New York City, you're going to be going to cat's. So let's start there first, since I'm going to be partaking in that personally. And let's start mm-hmm. like right from the beginning. I, we went to the grocery store. My wife bought uh, two of the corned beef and the real heavy 
cryovac packs it's sitting in the mm-hmm, fluid mm-hmm. you know it's got that kooky little uh spice packet that we're going to toss of course because yeah. you've taught us all yeah. about that over the years and then from there what am i going to be doing for pastrami all right well it, it's really salty now if you got a good one um you know one of the problems is a lot of these are made just for saint patrick's day and they're injected they're pumped up they're really um cheap and they taste they, they, they come out kind of gelatinous when you're done. Mm. If you got a decent one, and the better ones are made from uh, brisket, um, the uh, original uh, corned beef and pastrami was made from uh, navel, which is the cheapest cut on the steer, but it's just got a lot of sinew and uh, connective tissue, and it's just really hard to manage. It's not very appetizing to work with. So brisket is the best cut to work with. And most of your corned beef has it. Um, if you look at those um, packages in the store, if you if you sort through them, you'll see some of them have nothing but flat, some of them have nothing but point, and most of them have a little bit of each, yep. flat and point on top of each other. And as most barbecue people know, there's a heavy, thick layer of fat between the two. Um, and so you need to pick. If you choose flat only, you know it's going to slice up gorgeous. It's going to make beautiful sandwiches. It's going to be lean, and it's not going to be as juicy as if you choose point. But, you know, that's a point has more fat. It's fattier. So if you're worried about fat, don't get the point. If you're worried about flavor, get the, get the point. Um, you want to soak it, and you want to soak it for a few hours. Overnight is fine. Um, there's just a lot of salt in there, natural salt, and then sodium nitrite, which is the preservative that gives it its pink color and uh, its unique flavor. So if you soak it overnight, change the water a couple of times, you'll get a lot of the salt out of there, and it'll be a lot easier. Now, if you're just making good old-fashioned corned beef and cabbage or New England boiled dinner, don't boil the stuff, simmer it. Keep the temperature down, just warm it, because you know you can actually dry meat out boiling it. And that's because the high heat contracts the muscle fibers and squeezes out the juices. Mm. So just gently simmer it and don't add the cabbage until, you know, 20 minutes before you're ready to serve. Otherwise, it'll just turn to mush. Um, And I explain all this on AmazingRibs.com. I've got the recipe and the timing down. The other thing you can do with that corned beef is you can just throw it on the grill and grill it. And you can put whatever rub you want on it. But if you smoke it, and you use the right rub, and I have the recipe for the right rub. I have, I think, nailed the Katz's pastrami rub. Um, if you use my recipe for the Katz's pastrami rub and you smoke it, um, you will get pastrami, which, God help me, you know, you've given me ungodly grief over my love of grilled pineapple i'm going to make another out there statement that you're never going to forgive me for Hmm. but i think pastrami is the ultimate expression of brisket i prefer it to texas style brisket Um, it has just so much texture flavor uh, aroma um, and uh, now you can just smoke it and take it all the way up to 200 or so 203 and slice it up and serve it um, or you can smoke it and refrigerate it or freeze it and then bring it back to life um, in an oven or on your smoker or sous vide um, or steam it. 
And what a lot of um, great uh, delis will do is they'll steam or boil it. I don't like boiling. It tends to knock off all the, um, the rub, the seasoning. But steaming it, you can get it really tender that way. Um, but as with anything, um, uh, steaming or boiling um, makes food, can make food tender if you do it right. It can also uh, extract flavor. Oops. So I go into all the details and give you all your options in my article on close to Katz's pastrami. But I would recommend you take your, um, your, 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 your corned beef, um, get it out of the bag. You can throw away the spice pack. You can throw away the liquid, soak it overnight, change the water a couple of times, then throw it on the smoker. Um, it's, it's brisket, so it's going to take several hours to get it up to a good temp. Um, and then um, serve it. And it's just utterly marvelous. Now, I plan to smoke it to, let's say, 150, 160. And then mm -hmm. I want to finish it in the steam. Is it recommended yes. that you do that then the next day? Or can you go yeah. right from you smoker to steam to finish? There, 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 there are essentially two paths. You can smoke it up to 150. By that time, it's, as, it's, it's acquired all the smoke flavor it's going to get. And then steam it the rest of the way, mm. which really tenderizes. Or you can just smoke it up to 203 or whatever and serve it that way. It's a little, it's a little firmer, a little chewier. If you just smoke it up to two hundred three, it's a little more tender. If you smoke it to one hundred fifty and then steam it, and then you're just going across the grain. Uh, you're using a nice Jewish rye bread. You're, do you like grainy yep. mustard on that? Is that something um, that you uh, the standard is a brown mustard? Yeah, brown mustard. I frankly. Um, your, your classic pastrami sandwich is a brown mustard, but I frankly love um, the Reuben sandwich concept. And uh, typically your Reuben sandwich is made with corned beef, but there's no reason why you can't make a Reuben with pastrami. And that means coleslaw. You get the fresh coleslaw from the deli uh, counter or the refrigerator section, not the stuff in the can. It doesn't have any crunch and it doesn't have any life. And it's got a lot of juice in it. You got to squeeze the juice out right in your hands or in a um, uh, cheese cloth, uh, a potato ricer. Oh yeah, and that goes on the sandwich. Some uh, so, so, um, some uh, Swiss cheese. Yes, um, Thousand Island. Yes, um, toast of bread. Oh my! I, I mean, I think a Reuben sandwich is like the best sandwich on earth. And if you make it with pastrami, oh my goodness. Uh, anything else from a St. Patrick's Day that you think is a staple to have at the table? Oh, dear. Well, I think the history is really interesting. Um, it, 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 back in Ireland, um, beef was too rare and expensive to pickle. And that's what corning is. It's just a pickling process. Um, so it was all pork. Um, <laughs> what happened is, is when the Irish landed um, uh, in New York, and, and after they cleared through Ellis Island, they were moved into lower Manhattan, and they were put into these ghettos, these terribly cheap uh, accommodations, alongside the Jews. And the Jews didn't eat pork, but they were butchers. They owned the butcher shop. So instead of corned pork, which was common in, 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 in Ireland, it became corned beef. And that's how we got into corned beef because of the 
um, neighborliness of the Jews and the Irish on Lower Manhattan. And what is kind of fun, I'm a big fan of uh, Katz's Deli. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been in the same location, smoking meat since 1888. And nowhere in this country is a barbecue joint that has been smoking meat in the same location uninterrupted as long as them. You could easily make the argument that they're the oldest barbecue joint in America. Right, absolutely. And it's delicious, and, and I've been, been there. there. I've been there. I've been yeah, nowhere yeah, in my yeah. life, but I have been there. What's fun? It was delicious. What's fun, isn't it? I mean, it is. Yeah, and, and I watched a YouTube video before I went. Somebody yeah. said, well, make sure you know what you're doing before you go in and you get yelled at. You know yeah, me. I don't want to yeah. get yelled at. I don't want to cause a commotion. <laughs> Big star coming in. So I watched this video, and I was like, well, I mean, if you don't watch that, you just walk right in, and it's a buzzsaw. And but even the yeah. John Marcus hadn't been in years; he forgot the whole process. I was like, John, we got to go here. We got to do this. We got to do blah blah blah. And he's like, Oh, you've really got it down. I said, Well, I didn't want to get yelled at. So, but it was <laughs> well, great. I haven't Fun seen time. him yell at people, but it's like uh, you know, people standing in line behind you expect you to know what you want. Yes, Don't, you better not stand there and say, Well, you know, because they'll ask you, fatty or lean, which means point or flat. And you better have an answer. <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, no doubt. Go, I don't know, honey. What do we want? Fatty or lean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got people in front of you making the sandwiches that want to be efficient. You got people behind you that want their chance to have a sandwich, sit down and eat. By the way, but if it's you're all, if it's you're all in, hand cut. Yes. They all stand. They, they got hand. They got cutters, like maybe eight or ten of them. And they're slicing the meat by hand. And they're discarding the really bad pieces. You're getting selected a lot of delis now it's all machine cut and uh no it's just really old-fashioned old-style jewish deli and the pastrami is to die for and they make it from scratch so is the corned beef they do their own salamis send a salami to your son in the army um <laughs> i mean all through uh, since 1888 uh, and and of course that famous scene from when Harry met Sally was filmed there. That's right. And the table is still there. There's a little sign that hangs over it. You can sit at that table, and if you're courageous enough, you can reenact uh, Meg Ryan's fake orgasm. I wonder how many people have ever done that. Have you ever been in Cats oh, when I'm that's sure happened? Many I would have. love to hear that. I'm By the sure way, for a, unique, you nor <laughs> for a unique New York experience, Cats Deli is widely considered to have some of the best egg creams in the city believe it or not. So uh -huh. you can uh -huh. knock out two yeah. birds with one stone right there. And they are delicious. I had uh, three or four while I was in the city for a 36-hour period, and they were delicious. Two Doors Down is a place called Yona Schimmel, um, which has been around almost as long. And uh, they also make some classic old kosher dishes, um, uh, potato base that are wonderful. Here's Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. You find him here on the second Tuesday of the month, and you can find him tweeting sometimes, taking people to task on the Twitter sometimes, and mostly answering <laughs> questions uh, across social media and, of course, on his website, AmazingRibs.com. Meathead, always appreciate the time, and we will see you in April. I always enjoy conversing with you um, and your, your listeners. Take care, buddy. Good All to right, talk to there you. There he is, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. If you haven't been to Cats, you got to get over there. It's when things get back to normal. How long are we going to be saying that? When can we do, can we just say get to Cats? 
and know that you come. I mean, you can get there right now. I think they're doing takeout in some form or fashion. But I agree. The pastrami sandwich was a life changer. Certainly, the company had something to do with it as well. But I was going to go, even if I couldn't have hooked up with John Marcus that day, I was going to be going to Cat's Deli no matter what and doing the whole line thing and getting a pastrami sandwich, egg cream, and some of the side dishes as well. Absolutely delicious. Another great segment from Meathead at AmazingRibs.com. Don't forget the glug. If you want mold-spiced wine, there's a recipe for glug at AmazingRibs.com. You can go ahead and get yours. All right, we thank Meathead one more time, and we're getting ready to wrap the first hour. If you want to jump in, happy to have you, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Reaction coming into the Nick Wright stuff as we're leading into Daniel Vaughn's at the second hour, coming in hot and heavy. So we might get to that as well. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. That's right, Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro. You can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. You can connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant. You're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232 and ask about the Fireboard 2 or Fireboard 2 Drive or Fireboard 2 Pro for you high heaters out there. You want... Something can withstand the heat into the 1,000 or 11 or 1,200 degree range. Fireboard 2 Pro. I've said it right along here. If you get the Fireboard 2 Pro, I want to know all about it. Email me. We'll have you on as a segment guest. All the fun stuff so you can give us a first-hand review. A little bit more expensive than the Fireboard 2 or the Fireboard 2 Drive. Hello to Teresa Galeotto watching over in the beautiful city of Wycliffe, Ohio. Where it rose to a balmy 60 degrees. Meathead said it was 70 in Chicago. Just another reason to get to Chicago. It's warmer out there first. Meathead's website is AmazingRibs.com. We quickly surmise that he has never heard the term locked sear. That could be a new hot button term that you've heard here first. I didn't coin it, but I did bring it up to talk about. We also got off topic on... Him saying that 7 out of 10 people would choose to go to Texas over Kansas City on a barbecue tour. I think it might be closer to 8 or 9. And then we talked about pastrami, of course, because I'll be doing pastrami for St. Patrick's Day. Do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Parade. Shut down again here in Cleveland. Next year, Cleveland, we're going to have... I've never been to it in my life. I don't care about it. 
All right, uh, we will reload libations and head to the second hour. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show.